Discovery, go at throttle up. Welcome to Big EC's Truth. I am your host, Big EC. Welcome to episode number 17. Today is our first half-hour podcast, and as I had mentioned uh, last week on our shortcast, that moving forward, Big EC's Truth will be half-hour episodes by request. I have had a lot of requests to... um, increase the length of the podcast, so we're doing that. We're going to go to to full half hour with multiple segments in. And today is the first half hour. I also would like to remind you to please go to BigECsTruth.net, BigECsTruth.net, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage, type in your email to subscribe to new podcast release. You'll get an email Uh, whenever I issue and release a new podcast. So with that housekeeping out of the way, let's jump right in to today's episode entitled, I'm Expected to Believe. Here we go. Russia is involved, although there's evidence that the actor's ransomware is in Russia. So that is Joe Biden uh, addressing the pipeline hack out of the East Coast. Now, uh, for those of you that are are not familiar with the goings-on there, this is a pretty big deal. Um, (laughs) We had a cyber attack in the United States, another cyber attack in the United States, and uh, this particular cyber attack hit a uh, major pipeline. It's about 5,500 miles long, and it provides uh, the East Coast oil, gas, And so that pipeline was attacked, and it looks as though Russia or Russian actors were behind this uh, cyber attack. Well, I'm sure you've seen in the news that uh, a lot of states have been impacted. A lot of states have been impacted by this uh, pipeline being hacked. And they're, they're, they're so far, you've got gas stations running out of gas, people waiting in, in lines that are, that are wrapped around blocks, city blocks. You've got people getting out of their cars fist fighting each other because of a cyber attack. And, and Biden's float-by-night responses to this attack are, are weak at best. That's the best way that I can... Um, describe the way that Biden is handling everything here. He's very, very weak. And he comes across as a feeble old man. And I, and I, I don't mean this to make fun of him. He comes across with this like a feeble old man and stumbling, fumbling, mumbling. And look, if we know Russia was behind this, we've got to address that. This is serious. This is a big attack, but it also 
opens up other questions. How susceptible is the United States to larger cyber attacks of greater scale? Could something like this cripple our energy grid? Well, the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is yes. This something to this effect could drastically cripple our energy grid, and that would cripple the United States for an undetermined amount of time. A lot of studies out there that talk about this. This is, this is the new warfare, ladies and gentlemen. This is the new warfare. And Biden's fly-by-night policies on this kind of stuff have to change. He's got to get aggressive. He cannot be Jimmy Carter. I'm going to start calling him Joe Carter because that's what's going on. I mean, this guy, he can't handle it. And, and Kamala Harris, she's never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this. This is really, really something to behold, ladies and gentlemen. But we've got a lot of states, again, impacted by this, um, by this hack. We've got a, a lot of different you know, areas of the country on the East Coast that are impacted and percentages are of gas stations out of gas had reached at some point 10%. And, and so it's, it's getting there. It's, it's really, we're really getting, getting to this point. And, and so again, addressing the colonial pipeline, um, that is what we're talking about. It's crippled a lot of the East Coast. And now there are reports saying gas is $7 a gallon in some areas in, in Virginia. You've got 68% of gas stations in North Carolina reporting fuel outages. Completely out. Completely out. 68%. 68%. Of gas stations in North Carolina reported fuel outages. Roughly half of the gas stations in Georgia, South Carolina, Washington, D.C., and Virginia have also reported outages. And Biden is just kind of floating in the breeze. This is outrageous. This is outrageous, ladies and gentlemen. On, on Israel, sir, your thoughts on Israel? My uh, national security staff and defense staff has been in constant contact with their counterparts in the Middle East, uh, not just with the Israelis, but also with uh, everyone from the Egyptians to the Saudis to the Emiratis, etc. And uh, I had a conversation with Bibi Netanyahu uh, not too long ago. I'll be putting out a statement very shortly on that. Um, my expectation and hope is that uh, uh, this will be uh, closing down sooner than later. But uh, Israel has a right to defend itself when you have thousands of rockets flying into your territory. But uh, I had a, a conversation for a while with, with the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, and uh, I think that uh, my hope is that we'll see uh, this coming to conclusion sooner than later. Thank you. So we talked about the colonial pipeline. Now, fire number two is the conflict in the Middle East, where you've got Israel and Palestine 
launching rockets at each other. Now, there's a lot of significance there that I do not have time to get into today, a lot of uh, uh, Christian significance, but we don't have time to talk about that today. That's another topic. But finally, after days of this going on and Biden kind of saying, come on, man, come on, everybody, let's just be friends. Uh, he finally says, look, Israel has the right to defend himself. But our great and fearless friend, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she likes her name to be pronounced that way because it's a microaggression if you say AOC. <laughs> so Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has something different to say. the gate with a non-answer to the direct question that was posed by the reporter. So AOC, Ilhan Omar, all of these people, uh, they love Palestine, they are anti-Semitic, they're Jew haters. Uh, go back, look at videos, look at audio, look at transcripts. That's not, you can't deny that. There's no denying that, and if you don't like me for saying it, too bad, so sad, find a different podcast to listen to. They are anti-Semitic Jew haters, and they're not afraid to say it. And they're very, very upset now because the president has said Israel has the right to defend themselves. Uh, yes, they do, and, and more so, though, the response of the White House should be that Israel has the right to defend themselves, and we are in their corner. We defend their right to defend themselves. But no, we all, uh, Biden, uh, you know, it, this is this is the, again, back to the Jimmy Carter, this is the Joe Carter. This is the Joe Biden, the Joe Carter. Let's all have tea and crumpets. I'm a weak old man. I don't really want to get involved. Uh, it's going to be resolved sooner than later. Who said? Who said that, Joe? Because... As of today, the violence has escalated. There's no de-escalation there. And in fact, the violence is here in the streets of New York. You've got people were rioting in the streets. Pro-Palestine, pro-Israel, they're going at it. This is serious, Joe. This isn't a joke. This isn't something where you get to put on your little wheelie skates and skate on through the White House grounds. Okay? This has to be addressed, and it has to be worked out, and... and we need to support our ally, Joe. We've got to support our ally, Israel. So 
not only are you not going to hit Russia hard over the pipeline hack, but now you're not going to support one of our strongest allies, arguably the strongest ally we have at this point. Come on, come on, man. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? The answer, folks, is nothing. He isn't doing anything. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. There's a man-made crisis on our border, and it's 100% caused by one person, Joe Biden. We know Biden's open borders and amnesty policies have created this crisis. Just look at the numbers. U.S. Customs and Border Protection apprehended more than 178,000 illegal immigrant aliens trying to cross our border in April. The highest monthly total in nearly 15 years. 15 years. Biden's immigration policies are putting unaccompanied minors at risk of human trafficking, violence, sexual abuse, and separation from families. If there's no other reason for Joe Biden to say he's got to change, think about all these uh, young children and what's happening to them. So boom, boom, boom. I'm hitting you. I'm hitting you, baby. Here we go. We've got the pipeline. We've got the tension and the violence in the Middle East. We've got the border crisis. That was a, a great United States senator uh, out, of, out of Florida. That is, you didn't recognize the voice, that's Senator Rick Scott out of Florida and uh, addressing the crisis at hand. You've heard him read the numbers. Those are real live numbers. Those aren't inflated. Those aren't made up numbers. We also know that, that there is a lot of uh, nasty things going on right now at the border. We've got Mexican officials that are, are, are wrangling up smugglers before they get here. We've got Border Patrol agents that are gathering smugglers at the United States. We've got drugs. We've got terrorists that are on the FBI watch list that have been apprehended. And that's, that's only that we know of. Right? There's a lot that we don't know. If you heard Senator Scott there, 100,000 in April. Well, are we to believe, am I expected to believe that they're all just here to be good, upstanding citizens of the United States? I think not. Kamala Harris has been designated as the border crisis czar or some nonsense, but she's yet to go visit the border. Well, her concerns, uh, COVID, COVID's a concern. I'm not going down there because of COVID. Okay, well, hello. That's a great reason to not go to the border, but that's also a great reason to not let them come into the United States by hundreds of thousands. Estimated numbers now are that by the middle of the summer, we're going to see 2 million illegal immigrants. 2 million illegal immigrants. Those are conservative estimates, ladies and gentlemen. So that has not happened before. That has not happened. This is uh, an atrocity. And, you know, this is a humanitarian crisis that is man-made by Joe Biden. You heard Senator Scott. You've seen the photos. I've got some video up on my website. You can see the conditions that these kids are being put in. Our country is doing that to these kids because of Biden's policies. Biden is allowing these people to come over by the hundreds of thousands. 
unaccompanied minors are being thrown over the walls. Thrown over. And this is, this is wild. We're in wild, wild times. So you've got this border crisis. It has to be addressed, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be. They're going to let this happen. They're going to let it continue down this path. I suspect for two years, until the midterms, I suspect they're just going to let this happen. They have no plans to address this. Well, uh, there is one one spot at the at the end of this uh, tunnel, so to speak, and that is that um, Biden is continuing to build some of the border wall that he promised to uh, d d stop stop um, uh, stop the construction on. So he is resuming construction on uh, a southern border wall and the uh, United States Army Corps of Engineers is actually working on that project and they're going to continue and restart the construction uh, in a stretch uh, over, the, over the Rio Grande Valley and the only reason that that's happening is because there's been some pressure from residents and politicians to fix that crossing surge problem one of those politicians is a Democrat he needs every single Democrat vote. It's a, D Geo, or a, a Democratic uh, congressman that sits in that, in that area. And he's saying, hey, this is a huge problem. So they are set to uh, restart that piece of the wall over the Rio Grande. And hopefully that is going to help with some of the uh, surge. So there is a, a bright spot there, but again, it's political, political in, in, in motive, meaning that Biden is only doing that because there's a Democrat a congressman who has said, you've got to fix this. This is wild. The residents are going crazy. There's, there's people in their backyards. They're breaking into their farms and taking their animals, and we've got to fix this problem. We still have a long way to go. Today's report also puts some, some truth to some loose talk that uh, we've been hearing about the economy lately. First, that we should stop helping workers and families uh, out for fear of overheating the economy. This report reinforces the real truth. For years, working people and middle class people, people who built this country, have been left out in the cold, struggling just to keep their heads above water. While those at the top have done very well, we're still digging out of an economic collapse that cost us 22 million jobs. Let me say that again. It cost us 22 million jobs. When we came in, we inherited a year of profound economic crisis and mismanagement on the virus. And we proposed, uh, and uh, what we propose is, is, is going to work. We're going to get to 70%. But, but look, it's also going to take... <laughs> These are the ramblings of a... Ma Do you hear them at the end of that clip? But, but, but anyways, the jobs came roaring back. The United States was, was closed for business. And then as soon as we started under Trump to reopen, the jobs came roaring back. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Biden addressing the horrible, horrible jobs numbers that came out. They were lower across every single expectation that was set. Every single one of them. The biggest mark there, the biggest black eye that Biden is going to take, and, and they won't address it. 
Businesses were hiring. There were more jobs available than being filled. But yet, unemployment rose over 6%. What? More jobs than can be filled, but unemployment rose. Why? Why is that, Mr. Biden? That is because you are giving people free money to sit on their butt and do nothing. Employers cannot fill the jobs. There are many factories and distribution plants across the United States that are running at 60% right now because they can't fill the billets. There's jobs at $22 an hour that are not being filled. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't believe me? You can look this up. This is very, very simple data that's out there. Look at the jobs report that came out. The bottom line here is more unemployment, but less jobs being filled. The jobs are there, ladies and gentlemen. The jobs are there. Employers are hiring, but they can't fill their slots. They can't fill them. The other thing that we've got to... Um, Take a look at now, the other thing he was dressing there over when he talked about quote, quoting him overheating the economy. Uh, what we're talking about there is uh, inflation. And I've mentioned inflation in, in multiple um, podcasts. I, I've discussed it. And I said all of this spending inflation is coming. All of this spending, inflation is coming. So U.S. consumer prices climbed in April by the most since 2009, topping forecasts and intensifying the already heated debate about how long inflationary pressures are going to last. So what is consumer prices? That's what you and I pay when we go to the store. That's what a consumer price is. The consumer price index increased 0.8% from the prior month. So that's 0.8% for the prior month. But since the uh, Biden administration has take, taken over. That number has surged a total of 4.2%. We're up now 8%, a little over 8% in our inflation at the consumer market. So all of the economists now are saying easy, easy double-digit inflation by the end of this year. We're already up to 8%, 10%. 15%, 20%, 30%. Those are double-digit numbers, right? So I warned you, inflation is coming. Everything that we buy is going to cost more. Now, take that with the jobs report. Now, places cannot fill the roles. They cannot fill the, the openings, specifically in manufacturing and distribution plants. So if inflation is up, and you've got manufacturing plants working at 60%, holy smokes. This is a disaster. We are on the cliff getting ready to drive off. We're no longer heading toward the cliff, ladies and gentlemen. We are on the cliff getting ready to fly off of it. That's where we're heading toward. 
So I really want to challenge my listeners out there. I want to challenge you to dig into this a little bit. There's a lot of reports out there. There's a lot of numbers out there that you can see uh, and where the inflation is heading. And this, this is, Biden is still planning on spending another $6 trillion on this green new infrastructure deal, right? They're, they're hiding the green new deal in what they're calling infrastructure. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, and so they're planning on spending several trillion more dollars. We're not going to make that money back. Unemployment rose. Manufacturing and distributing plants are at roughly 60% capacity and, and work output average. Inflation is on the rise. Put all that together. Put all that together. And, and Biden is continuing to spend, spend, spend. Unemployment went up 6%. You continue to spend and not take in the revenue. What happens? Well, what happens is, ladies and gentlemen, you end up with $100 bills floating around the streets of the United States because they become absolutely worthless. We will not be able to print money fast enough to keep up with his spending. Borrowing is going to soon not be an option because there are no countries that are going to want to want to take a, take that loan out. This is getting very real very, very quickly. You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave, but I can't resist your questions. Uh So, with all of that that we talked about today, we talked about the pipeline hack, we've talked about the border crisis, we've talked about inflation. With all of that, I'm expected to believe that this guy, Joe Carter, Joe Biden, (laughs) amassed the most votes of any presidential candidate ever. Ever. This guy is more popular than Barack Hussein Obama. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling. And 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 these guys have this philosophy of the government's gonna break your legs and give you the wheelchair and then turn around and tell you, see, you can't get around without the government. And that's a huge problem. That's a huge, huge problem. Ladies and gentlemen, stay vigilant. Keep your head on the swivel. Because what you have today can be gone tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, BigECsTruth.net. BigECsTruth.net. You'll see updated videos and guidance and and all kinds of fun facts on that on that uh, website more importantly go to the go to the homepage scroll all the way down to the bottom please put in your email you'll get up to date uh, email blasts on when I've released a new podcast and stay up to date on all things big EC in the next couple of weeks we're going to launch an official Facebook page that's going to be a lot of fun for us because we're going to get to put some things up there that I suspect are going to get blocked. It's going to give me a lot of talking points for the podcast, uh, but more importantly, it's going to be fun to pick on Facebook. Um, haven't decided yet on Twitter if I'm going to do a Twitter uh, page or not. 
but uh, definitely we're going to do the Facebook page. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. And uh, that's going to be launching in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. I'll do an official announcement on the podcast when that happens. But thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today. Go home if you're not home. If you are home, hug your families, hug your hug your wife, hug your husband, and and just stay tight and know that things aren't getting better. Things are not getting better with Joe Biden as our president. And I don't suspect that they're going to get better. Uh, I suspect that we're going to be able to stall a lot of some of these things in the next two years, but uh, it's going to be a real uphill battle. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Until next time.